welcome to Bounty Buddies, the Mandalorian Season 3 podcast. I am your host, Tim Lanning, and joining me as always, Patrick Edwards. Hi, all my buddies. And Jane Ritt. Bad baby, no squeezy. <laughs> no squeezy. <laughs> so, I don't know about you guys, but I have to squeeze my wife from time to time. Not just hug, but full-on squeeze. Yeah. And so, mm-hmm. I giggled to myself, being like, no squeezy? More like, <laughs> lots of squeezy. <laughs> Bad baby. Oh, it's Yeah, here we are for season three of Mandalorian. Uh, schedules didn't quite work out to uh, record. Plus, you know, we did a uh, friggin' um, Boba Fett and that kind of hurt us. And, uh, you know, maybe we're like, let's see what happens. Uh, that being said, we did skip the very first season of a Star Wars show that we ever chose not to watch was the best one and arguably <laughs> the only good one and uh it's gonna be interesting because jane has not watched andor Bad baby. future tim here i completely forgot that we did that andor retrospective i think because jane wasn't there and i think that it was mostly a quote unquote patreon.com slash content hole production meaning Jennifer and I got Pat to come chat with us about Andor and how much we loved it, which you could, of course, hear on our Patreon at patreon.com slash content hole or literally on this exact same feed. I kind of forgot we made it free and I'm glad we made it free. So there you go. <laughs> All right. Anyways, back to uh, whatever. Bye. Love you. Oh, it's crazy. Yeah. So a lot of my opinions are colored by that. I still can't believe you haven't done it. It's so good. Probably at the top, it makes sense for me to explain this a little bit. So I have full confidence that Andor is an incredible show that like narratively it is on point that it's telling a really compelling and really important story. And I also feel like it would just stress me out so much. (laughs) And I don't want to be stressed out like that right now. Um, Okay. Okay. I, I had to come to the conclusion once they started churning out more Star Wars, and churning out sounds bad. Like, I, I love No, the that's content, the correct term. But Absolutely. yeah, it, it's churning it out, right? There was a point at the beginning where I was going for a completionist run. <laughs> and I realized that I had to, you know, be... I, I had to pick and choose what would serve me at any given time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, anything... I would say abandon all hope... Of being a completionist with a Disney-owned property. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Because whether it's merchant, whether it's physical merchandise or media, because there I I am a massive consumer of Disney-owned media and content and things. Whatever it is, though, they are going to just but Pat, shove it down your face hole. What if um, the entire explanation of the beginning of this season? is locked behind some pretty good episodes of another program. And I Pat, mean, what if they choose to simply not tell you that? Let's say great- you don't want to watch <laughs> Boba Fett, Tim. and you ended season two of The Mandalorian, I'm- and then you come back and you're like, what in the heck Shh, is happening? I promise you, Tim, there's probably a YouTuber that's got you covered yeah. <laughs> with a single, with a, with a four-minute video that tells you everything you need to know. That, um, I, I have to assume... There are what I consider our parents out there with Disney Plus and that watch shit like this. 
And the fact that they did not do a good recap of what the heck happened in Book of Boba Fett, it's so banana pancakes. Like, to that, that beginning put me on such a bad taste that I was like, what the crap is happening with, with this show? And I was telling you guys that I wasn't even sure I liked this season at all um, at the beginning because I'm like, well, this show is really just back being weird. And the first couple of episodes were just whatever. Andor was good. So I was like, <laughs> why am I? I don't really want to talk about this show. And, that's yeah. bad. But then it got good towards the end and I was excited. I, I, this is the last time I feel like because I could just spend this whole episode talking about this season saying how good Andor was. But um should we do, do – we can dive right in or do we do like big picture and then go because we've kind of – we're going to do a whole season here in an episode of a podcast. So stick to the high notes. Do we want big picture from each of us or do we want to just wait – save that to the end? I think a quick big picture makes sense. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What if we talked about our like trajectory of how we felt about the season as the season went on? Because mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. Tim, you were mentioning that you were kind of down on it and then it sort of slowly ramped up. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, I'm not too sure where I land at the end. It feels very, (sighs) we don't know how to control the ship, mostly because they have an episode called The Spies, and there's no spies. They're just people. There's one spy at the beginning. Okay. Literally, the opening scene is some spy shit. Right. I mean, if they would have focused on the cool stuff that they mentioned earlier, uh, I'd be into it. I actually totally right forgot right. what it is. It, I, I saw it when it when the fir- episode that episode first aired, and someone had like, no, it spies is a reference to da 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 something else, not like spies like you're thinking of it. It was I I, I think they might have been reaching, but it was yeah. Um, it's well you, as you see, they used binoculars to I spy <laughs> a uh, dragon or something like that. But you know, I'm ex- I'm I'm curious to see where it's gonna go. But again. Nothing really matters to me because um, it's clear they're trying to do, um, you know, uh, uh, they're trying to fix, let's just say, mistakes that were made uh, uh, in the future, right? So that uh, the uh, Rise of Skywalker makes a little more sense. So on that part, that gives me a a bad little uh, taste because I don't give a shit about any of that stuff because – all it is is like like if they're following I don't know I don't want to be I'm, I'm trying to like think of a positive way to say it but like if they were like taking from some of the legends stories that'd be like one thing where it's like okay this is that tried and true shit we're saying sorry we're contrite so now we are like hey just like they added Thrawn back to things right like we all scream we love Thrawn don't we folks um uh, uh so in that extent like if they would have Focus on the cloning and things like that. I mean, I really liked the early episode with the the the, the doctor. Uh, that was cool. Um, but uh, towards the end, I'm just not sure that I care as much because they don't exist in the uh, sequel trilogy. So, and then also the New Republic just gets blown up in one scene. So I don't really care about anything. <laughs> yeah, it's it's interesting because I feel like the uh, for me this season feels like they clocked me instantly (laughs) and they're like, okay, what story does she want to follow? Um, We're just going to hit that beat by beat. Um, 
and talk about all of the like weird Mandalorian infighting. We're going to bring in Katie Sackoff. She's yeah. going to do Katie Sackoff things. Um, we're going to put Grogu in a mech suit. Um, <laughs> like, like, and, and, and Jane's going to have <laughs> some. I, I, okay. I knew I have a note, my personal notes of like. <laughs> Tim Hasis. I was right. It's to so myself. dumb. <laughs> I remember makes, watching it. I'm sense. Like, it's I'm so sorry. I, sh- I, sh- I shouldn't mention plot points this early. I need to leave those. <laughs> they should have taped a so, knife to so the pram. We all so agree that, that we can fight. Um, <laughs> I just. I'm so happy you said that though, because I literally wrote a note yeah. to myself that was like, yeah. "This is dumb." objectively but i kind of like it and i know tim is hating this right now (laughs) and that's my note on the lizzo and jack black i was like this is a bit much but i'm loving this (laughs) (laughs) yeah so so i guess overall trajectory was kind of what are they doing here the first two episodes third episode really interesting and cool Mm -hmm. every episode after that i uh, I'm not qualified to judge because it was such blatant Jane service. <laughs> hey, you would, you have a website about what is good about Clone Wars, don't I, you? Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. Let's, uh, so, would you like to watch this stuff? The Clone yeah. Wars, they're back, baby, but this time in Sackow form. <laughs> it felt like, so they have the, the main story whiteboard in the writer's room, and then Dave Filoni's yeah. got like a second whiteboard that's like Jane, and it's like, okay, yeah. how are we doing on the, on the Jane service? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Gang they on this just episode. kept like crossing off the things from the other list and being like, no, th- I think this is actually the main plot is all of this weird, like, uh, courtly politics around the dark saber stuff. Oh, like, yeah, let's just yeah. make all that. And I think they said explicitly that the Mandalorian does no longer applies to Dinjarin. Yeah, yeah. Right. The season, the whole is pure Mandal like yeah. it is about the men you could just put they should just put an s on and did you know that it's been like five years since the last season isn't that crazy is that really is that the canon yeah it's been years 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 i mean i guess don't think about it i guess it has to be because otherwise i remember being like how did you you lose your entire fleet instantly lady (laughs) so so it actually makes more sense this way I think they said that uh, Grogu was training with Luke for like two years, and then they went on a couple more years of of adventures, and then we meet up with them. But you're saying not five years from since the series started, five years since the season two ended. Yep. Or or five years since we last saw Din in book. Yeah, I mean, well, if you want to get a little bit weird about it, it is it's probably about five years since season two of Mandalorian, and then since uh uh. Uh, he steals Grogu from Luke Skywalker. Uh, that does exist within Boba Fett. So therefore, you know, that's, he was there for two years. So that's you know, the end of season two. Two years happen. He shows up. He steals the boy. And then uh, some time jumps around. I forget what was in, yeah, Mando season two and Boba because, yeah, half of Book of Boba Fett was just Mando season 2.5. Yep. Yeah. Um, I do forget it as well. Yep. <laughs> Well, everything with the temple is Book of Boba Fett. So, so Pat, how did how did this treat you? This yeah, I, I feel like um, overall enjoyed it very much. Even the worst episodes weren't like bad in my opinion. I still enjoyed. Wa- I still enjoyed watching them. I feel like the first 
half two thirds of the season was kind of up and down where there was yeah. like, Oh, I love this. Oh, I hate this part. Oh, I love this part. Oh, this is dumb. I, oh, was, they're doing something interesting. I, oh, I wait, mean, I, a big I feel like the last, <laughs> yeah. the last two episodes fucking cr- crushed it. Just such good, you know, action adventure. Epic, yeah. yeah. You know. Um, and then fun cameos along the way. I think, I think there was a good balance of fun. This season didn't get yep. too dark. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say overall, very much enjoyed it. It um, told, even though it had its moments of wandering off the path, as these shows like to do, or like, <laughs> what was the point of this? I, I think this, this, a little bit of wandering here and there, but this season might have been one of like the, the sort of tightest narrative arc. Which is a weird thing to say, right? Because yeah. we've already mm-hmm. said this season's pretty inconsistent. But what I always said is there's one good season of Mandalorian. Unfortunately, it's spread about season one and season two. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I agree with you, though. Even though yeah. I'm not super hot in this, I do think this one is a little more consistent. Yeah, I feel like um, it, it's interesting because I think that the A plot of the season went pretty well for me. Um, but it I didn't know what it was until episode four. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> like, I remember watching the opening of episode one and being like, if this season is all about him making his way back to Mandalore to do this, like, quest that I don't personally have any emotional attachment to, I don't know how mm-hmm. I feel about that. And then they just <laughs> zipped through it the- immediately. <laughs> but also, like, <laughs> the planet hopping is just. Yeah. This, this galaxy is so fucking small because it's yeah. just. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just think the Millennium Falcon was slow as hell. <laughs> we didn't know it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Uh. <laughs> like, do you know how long a parsec is? That's a terrible time to be bragging. <laughs> it's like, you just took a shortcut, but it still took forever. Yeah. I think really they're settling into the tone for the show, which is action, adventure, found family but it instead of it being like a whole crew it is really just around the nexus of like a single dad and his adopted son and then Mm -hmm. um you know not taking stuff like planets being far away too seriously it's like diet epic which which sounds like i'm making fun of it but that's exactly what i want there are only you can say anything else you want about like Lucas and Dave Filoni and all of the the keepers of the lore of Star Wars, there are only two, two diehard unbreakable rules of the Star Wars universe. One, all the planets are 15 minutes away from each other. <laughs> and two, every planet has a shitload of giant apex predator monsters on it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. There's one city because city, yeah. the rest of the planet is just dinosaurs. Yes. <laughs> or it's all city. Yeah. Or it's, it's all city. All yeah. city, no city, or one city. There's there's no choice. I mean, technically, Coruscant's one city if you think about it. Boom. Yeah. My, my husband and I were are, were just talking about the uh, the the place where all of the Mandalorians um, were hiding out. It's like, how many apex predators are there? How many yes. APCs does <laughs> right. this yes. ecosystem have? There has to be like a million <laughs> ghost towns on a million worlds because of, you know, the right. empire. <laughs> right. Just go there. 
And it's like we never see we I feel like we need to see more uh like prey animals in the wilds of these planets. Yeah. Because like, what are they eating to get that fucking big? That was our point with Book of Boba Fett. Like, how's that big guy? How's he well, doing? Book of Boba Fett is just, I mean, we already had multiple spe- of Tatooine in like, you know, mm-hmm. traditional. And then Book of Boba Fett adds like, here's three more like <laughs> ridiculous predators. <laughs> I think yeah. the prey are the people is the thing it's, in a lot of these cases. It's like people who don't have names. Um, That's funny. Yeah. Should we uh, get into it a little yeah. more chronologically? Let's do it. Hell yeah, baby. Baby. Episode one uh, or 17, depending on how you describe it. I think it's, I respect that I keep doing the chapters thing. Yeah. <laughs> it annoys me, but like in, a, in the, the right mm-hmm. way. Um, The apostate. Uh-oh. Apostate for those of you, I the I believe the official definition is basically someone who like turned their back on their faith. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like kicked out of religion type mm-hmm. shit. And I believe uh, so this would be a fun game. Is who is the thing in the title of the episode? Dude, that's such a good game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is it Bo? <laughs> no, no, it's Mando, right? In, in this Mando case, it's Mando play, because he's gonna take a bath. Yeah, because uh, he wants to be let back into the club. After mm-hmm. he was kicked out for showing his face. Um, and the only way for him to be brought back into the hold is to dip his little feet into the uh, magical springs of Mandalore, uh, which everyone is like, but of course that is impossible because it is a planet made of poison and right. turned into glass. Good luck, dork. Yeah. And he's like, bet. <laughs> I he's he's still throughout this entire thing so like all right I guess I'll do it and he's just so plotting about his his choices that mm-hmm. it makes total sense that they have to have Bo kind of carry the story yeah because they still have him as just a put upon dad that's like all right here's the next thing and it's like all right I guess I'll go to Camelot destroyed Camelot and pull Excalibur out of the ruins whatever vacillating wildly between incredibly competent. And very incompetent. Yeah, <laughs> which is that's that's how I like my my den. It, yeah. It's becoming increasingly clear to me that what I once thought was the overall tone of the show, in that it's kind of like slow. Um, the dialogue is kind of drawn out and a little bit obscure. Like they're <laughs> they're sort of talking in an almost courtly fashion. Um, no, it's just that Mando is a huge weirdo, and yeah. whenever the plot is slow, it's because Mando is being slow, and whenever the dialogue is weird, it's because he is talking. Yeah, and also it's pretty clear that he's weird even from his sect. Yes, like his sect are also <laughs> deeply weird. But he's like an outcast from them too. So yeah, he's like, yeah. I'm I'm uncomfortable in my own body. What do I do with my hands? Uh, he is the most <laughs> awkward person in any conversation. <laughs> he rocks. It's Rock so it. funny that he chooses to still want so hard to be like this devout Orthodox follower right. because he's our, he seems to be the most well traveled of the covert. So it's yeah. like you think he he seems like okay, but. It's easy for these people who apparently never leave the covert, these 30 others, to, like, right, follow yeah. all the rules. He's out in the world, so it's so interesting to me that he's still choosing, like, yeah, but I still I still want to be accepted by these other 30 weirdos. Right. Even though I have literally, like, this fiefdom wanting to give me an, enti- my enti- an entire duchy for myself and, like, make me a baron uh, and talk about 
and Navarro. And it's like, but no, yeah. no, I, I would rather live in this cave and be half shunned by these Bro, weirdos. If I can leave the, the Baptist church, you can leave these weirdos, man. Like, <laughs> we also but, didn't get to see Din's face this season. Not, I, yeah. I didn't even realize that until you just said it, but yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, the, the season opens with a training a, mont- a training montage of all the covert Mandalorians training on their new rocky coastal beach um, hideout. And big, big gator, big space gator interrupts training to try that and was get, a, get a snaggy. <laughs> <laughs> did they not know? How long have they been here? I, I did laugh the first time I watched it. Because, like, are yeah. they really starting on a – are they starting? They're starting yeah. first scene. Big Star Wars monster. Right. Again, like, it's my, right out the gate. My husband and I were talking about this, and I think I said something like, why do they live next to this huge alligator? <laughs> and he's like, no, that's that's like, it's their religion. <laughs> like, they love to have their children abducted by megafauna, and <laughs> like, they probably sleep on rocks. Yeah, like, they're like, hey, our, our forefathers got eaten by mythosaurs, and like, they didn't like that. They just had to. Right. <laughs> That's, they didn't love that part, but what are you going to do? So, and I remember my first time <laughs> almost being fed to a giant monster's infant baby. Daddy, why aren't there more of us and where's mommy? Well, <laughs> gotta do what we gotta uh, do. we're weirdos, kid. <laughs> yeah. And it's not going great, but of course, uh, Din shows up in his N1 fighter and makes mm-hmm. quick work of Big Monster Gator. And are He's they like, appreciative? No. Weirdos. Yeah. I hate them. Yeah, no, they're weird about it. And that's a, that is a weird thing, right? And just to go back to your point, is like there's z- negative charisma to the entire covert. You know, the armorer has her kind of sick vibe, right? But besides the sick vibe, everyone there <laughs> sucks. So we're just like, why? I'm, I, don't, I don't know what to do as a viewer. I don't want this character that I enjoy to go here. Right, like, so, and she's like, you have to do this, and it's like, I'm not, I don't understand emotionally what it feels like (laughs) to be in this, and there is no way in for me to understand how it must feel. But I, you know, I believe that he believes it, which which is a victory in itself, I think, given that we never see the guy's face. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, I liked the uh, the reintroduction of Navarro, um, the uh, uh, YouTube channel that I that I always watch. The the Screen Rant um, uh, folks are like, okay, the way that you track Navarro is to look how that arch going inside the town is, and then they had our Screen Crush, not Screen Rant, Screen Crush. Regardless, they, it was like, hey man, look at the the arch going into Navarro. If that looks good basically just track how good that place is doing by that thing and i i love that was the case twice this season (laughs) yeah i uh when whenever i'm in an rpg one of my favorite things to do is come back to a city that you like previously saved to see how it's doing and it's like (laughs) is the mayor wearing a jolly new costume and then i feel (laughs) good about myself and and of course the the mayor is wearing a jolly new costume because of all of the good that has been done um, and we got to see my favorite little guys. Uh, uh, and Zellens, yes, I believe is how yes. you pronounce their... I yeah. can't explain it. I love them more you, than life I, I, I'm a sucker for them too, Jane. Okay. I feel like Fucking Tim hate hates them. them. I knew yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'm sure cynics like Tim hate hate the little Babu <laughs> Fricks. I still, I still like them. 
it's it's i feel like it's definitely cheap laughs it's an it's like uh it's it's cheating in the writer's room but yeah. i still i like them and i like that they're basically speaking english but everyone acts like they can't understand them anyway and it's <laughs> it's like yeah it's like the only star wars creature like that that speaks this unintelligible <laughs> english that's so fucking funny to me uh that it's like it's so clear what they're doing it's like it's slapstick you like this don't you Yes, yes. <laughs> we do like this. Maybe not all <laughs> yes, of us. Some of more. us have taste, but the rest of us are like, as as I said before, bad baby, no squeezy. Again, <laughs> 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 okay, I, I say no squeezy t- in my brain yeah. every yeah. single day. Yeah. <laughs> so, yep. oh, you know, to I'm my little guy, rude. I call him bad baby all the time now. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because Yoda just wants... Baby Yoda just wants a hug. Yeah. We oh. are introduced uh, to, I guess, the early bad guys, which is kind of interesting. Uh, he looked... The pirates. It's weird that they gave a trash monster a pirate ship. I don't know if um, the Clone Wars <laughs> like, set up a trash monster I, man. It looks so <laughs> much like a Spaceballs creature that it really took yeah. me out of yeah. it. And, and once like, again, I was thinking, like, oh, no, is this our big bad for the season? God, this is going to be terrible. Gorian Shard. Pizza the Hut doing this? No thanks. I'm out. <laughs> it just looks like a sentient pile of seaweed. It's fine. Yeah. It, it, I mean, if they made him a little cooler, like, if they went full swamp thing, I'd have been like, hell, yeah. <laughs> The green says we must take over Navarro so we can get drunk. I like that. What a weird. Okay. So we're like glossing over it. But yeah, while Mando's visiting grief, there's a disturbance. And yeah, some pirates are demanding what used to be the bar, the tavern. They all would hang out in and grief would give out his bounty hunting contracts back in season one is now a school. Because that's like the, you know, like how can you be more show don't tell of how much better of a society it's, it's you are. the we mayor turned a bar. wearing a nice suit yeah. of the 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 building world but uh and what a weird thing like what a weird line in the sand for the pirates to draw yeah. like we and he's in and grief is literally telling them come into my office i'll get you you want a drink let's have a yeah. drink the and it's like no we want a drink bar. in this building full of children <laughs> like you fucking weirdo like right. get out of here <laughs> It's very much like we're evil because we're evil. Yeah. So let us yeah. do evil. Sh- Why are we doing this? Because the screenplay wants us to. I can completely but- believe that that lead guy leaned over to the other guy and was like, bet I can make him give us the school. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. a TikTok it's, it's, challenge. It's I'm going to say not unbelievable because these are douchebags. Right. Uh, I'll believe anything. Vane, which is the 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 not like the pirate king guy, but that's Gorian Shard, as we all of course know, uh, is common knowledge. But Vane is the name of the little gang leader pirates. I do like later when we run into him, he, he actually says Avast. <laughs> I, I loved Vane. I don't know why. I think he was giving me a little bit of equivocating um, counselor from Boba vibes. Um I, I kind of just like respect that they went so hard on his vibe. Yeah. It was so weird. <laughs> yes. Like, I kind of had to give it up. Yeah. Like, everyone love... in these shows is weird, yeah. except for Bo Katan. <laughs> I love his the costume design of these pirates. I feel like the costume designer, A plus no notes, nailed Star Wars pirate, like space yes. pirate. Yes. Is a little sci fi, a little classic piratey, excellent blend of the two. Yeah. Costume also designer lives, A plus. Lives in a world where there is probably pop culture about pirates. Maybe not pirates as we know them, but there's pop culture right. about space pirates and they're like yeah. also <laughs> doing that. 
Yeah. It does look like, you know, pirate cosplay for their world. It's so funny. It, it, you know, it, it, it baffles, it, it boggles and baffles, but, like, it worked. I, was, I saw, like, going back to Tim's, there's only one city in every planet. After they, you know, of course, Grief and Mando together, like, scare him off, shoot him off. Uh, he offers him, you want to be the Marshal of Navarro? It's like, you want to be the Marshal of a planet? It's <laughs> <laughs> There's literally a thrilling adventure hour like segment about like how like an old timey radio play making fun of like the silliness about a guy who's the marshal on Mars who's like he's the <laughs> he's the, he's the sheriff of an entire planet <laughs> it's like and in all dead serious it's like yes one guy for this planet you are I the mean, one there, peacekeeper there are probably uh like marshals of metropolitan areas with more people. <laughs> And he has a spaceship, so he's like, all right, let me get on the other half side of the yeah. planet. It will take me one-tenth of the time it will take me to get to Coruscant. Yeah. yeah. Which, again, is 15 minutes. <laughs> yeah, they're all 15 minutes away. Uh, and at the very end of the app, after he escapes the pirates in some space battle shenanigans, which was fun to see, um, uh, he goes to see Bo on Kelvara. I don't know what that planet is, but it's pretty. It's why just, it's why in the, the fuck do you want system. Mandalore? This place is nice. Yeah, her castle's really nice and pretty. One thing I noticed, though, I was like, it's not by – usually, like, if you're, like, a monarch and you have a castle, wouldn't it be, like, a near, like, a city of your subjects or something? It's a, it's a summer palace. Or it's a summer – Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's her vacation castle. I, I did kind of f- figure out, like, this was the uh, – their lake house or whatever – um, and I will say that she was sitting so moodily. <laughs> she okay. was like a so There's been so many jokes made about that, about people like, do you think she was just like doing something else? And then she heard like the radar. I was like, oh, ship approaching. And she's like, oh, shit. And she like runs to the throne room so she can get in position. And is like trying yeah. different poses out to see what's the, what's the yeah, right she's vibe sitting, she's like, trying to strike. She's in Skyrim. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't. Never heard. Like, so, yeah, so literally, let's have that thought exercise because one of two things is true. She was doing something else and purposefully ran to the chair to get in that position for Din's benefit. Okay. Or she's just been like, like stewing like that for hours. <laughs> I think she's been stewing. <laughs> I th- <laughs> like I think she she's just sitting sideways being mad. I for a hot second, I don't know if maybe this is like a, I have a poor understanding of her character. For a hot hot second <laughs> when she asked him, "Do you still have the dark saber?" and he said yes, I was like waiting her for like her to like leap from the throne and attack him. Yeah. I I do <laughs> sometimes wonder why more people don't try to kick his ass to take it. But it also seems like even if she she felt even if she had the saber at that point, like she was clearly having a crisis of confidence and a desire to stomp her little Absolutely. feet yeah. um, and sit on her throne sideways and be mad. Um, I respect that. Which, which uh, she definitely did go in on our boy a, a little hard, basically being like, listen, you weird freak. The planet is irradiating and you're in a cult. <laughs> yeah. And there seems to be, an extra vibe that like it's not just like scientifically like cursed it's like oh no there's ghosts and monsters and things like that spooky 
And then later in the season, when he just shows up, it's like, oh, you know, yeah. I mean, there's monsters, but because again, it's a Star Wars. There were monsters monsters. there to begin with, and also Mandalorians love living on planets with monsters. Did they ever explain why her previous attempt to invade Mandalore failed? It felt so kind of like, well, just confusing to me. So I think it's because until recently, Moff Gideon was in power well actually i don't know about this the timeline like, now if it's abandoned and destroyed and she doesn't believe that it's toxic though like so din's people believe it's toxic at this point bo's like no nah, no nah, i just got fucked up and one day we'll retake it but retake it from what because they didn't know gideon was there they didn't know gideon was there and if so we it's take like the why did she presented gideon gets captured at the end of season two which is pretty close to where we meet her was it just to like i need the dark saber so i can prove to people i'm the chosen leader and then they'll follow me to mandalore because otherwise they'll be like nah fuck that yeah, i mean I, that I, was I, kind of my impression but also yeah. get like maybe there was momentum towards it before she lost the dark saber and then that like the different lost. factions could never come together because they just bicker and they're they're warlike. That's what made them strong in the past. And the only thing that can defeat Mandalore is Mandalore type shit. And they 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 all broke apart upon themselves. But it was a little confusing because yeah. it just feels like if you had the, that that uh, fleet, all you had to do is land it. So super quick, Jane. Do you know th- there was a person named Mandalore in Mandalorian history? Oh, that's before my time. Okay, <laughs> there was like a warlord like named Man, and I wonder is it did they. Did they change their name to Mandalore, or is the whole planet named after them? But they were like a crazy warlord. I don't think empire. they're from that planet. I think they ran there from something else, and okay. that's there was a, there there was a character in their history named Mandalore. Yeah, also. so it's, it's yeah. likely that that Mandalore was the first guy to tame a Mythosaur or some shit. Mm. I'm like, I guess we'll call the planet after you. It's like, thank you. It's what I was. <laughs> so yeah, episode one ends with her being like, "Fine, you know what? Like, you're a dumb dumb." But I'll tell you where your stupid minds with your waters are. It's under this mm-hmm. city on the planet. So yeah, yeah, and I'm like, this episode was 27 minutes long. Okay, this 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 went quick, but also strange. Yes. And the next episode <laughs> did the exact same thing. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, episode two is fucking weird. Uh, chapter eight, <laughs> so the weird. minds of Mandalore. <laughs> this episode is so weird. We didn't need the Tatooine scene because he's like, I let's go to Tatooine. Because I need something. I Just don't know what I'm going up against, but I need to go see you. Who Amy doesn't? <laughs> yeah, Amy Sid Harris. And, and which is really weird for me because I'm nearing the end of a BoJack rewatch. I can hold a series yeah. of BoJack rewatch. <laughs> so for me, that whole scene was just Princess Carolyn talking yeah, to me. <laughs> absolutely. Well, I mean, we had to get R5, gang. He's back. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Do you like the grift she was running? I did enjoy the grift she was running. I, I really, it really did seem like they did this entire thing because they could get her back, so they felt like yeah. they should. But yeah. like, it made no, it was not strictly it was, speaking necessary. Again, <laughs> this speaks to us that he was already in the same planetary system that Mandalore was because he saw Bo, who's on a planet in that system, right. leaves that planetary system, goes to a different planetary system to Tatooine, which is very well known to be like bumfuck as far out as you can go yeah. on in the galaxy to get a busted R5 droid <laughs> from Pelimato, <laughs> only to come back. 
right. through you know the system. But as we're talking about this, he has a mechanic, right? Yeah, that, he it, doesn't it, unfortunately want to it makes meet sense. another mechanic. He has no. His other mechanic in died, so he's like, "Uh oh, what do I do yeah, now?" Like he's I guess I'll get this one. He would drive two hours out of his way to keep seeing his old dentist. You know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like I know I moved to a new planet, but. I don't want to break my friggin' routine. Yeah, right? like I need I, to go here. Like, no, they're they're gonna try and intimidate me. No, I know one mechanic yeah. will do. I mean, there's legally no plot holes when it comes <laughs> to Dinjarin, you know, because you just blame everything on on, on that stuff. Him just but, being yep. a huge dork. Uh, yeah. But yes, it makes no sense. So we get our five, and uh, we head to Mandalore. It's uh, uh oh, what's gonna happen? And then he gets to the clouds, and it's like fucked up. But like, you know. The weather's just yep. kind of shitty, but it's kind of nice, you know. And we learn that there's like this atmosphere of clouds and like perpetual storms above the surface that essentially create like a Faraday cage mm-hmm. for yep. the planet mm-hmm. where no no signals can get in or out. So unless I wonder if that'll powerful. come back to play later <laughs> in the yeah. season. The plot storm. Yeah, the, yeah, the Imperials yeah. can do it, but you know, whatever. They, they have That's one. okay, yeah. Wait a minute, because <laughs> there's a scene towards the end. Yeah, they have <laughs> like, better space tech. It makes it's yeah. not that big a deal. Whatever. I think I think he just built uh, an antenna that's so tall it stretches. Mm-hmm. It's like a space mm-hmm. elevator <laughs> past the clouds. It's just, I do not doubt it. Yeah, a series of relays all across the universe. Yeah, like bro, mm-hmm. this is so fucking expensive. But he gets to the planet surface. He unleashes R five, and also I think is really funny hearing <laughs> Din. Say, don't be a baby to a droid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, they give R5 a lot of personality. Yes. Yeah. To go explore, his dot on the radar disappears. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I'm sure something great happened. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we are talking a bit big game about how easy it is to retake Mandalore. He did get, like, immediately uh, murked by a eyeball in a spider in a bigger spider in a guy in a big <laughs> well, spider. Yeah, before <laughs> uh, we find out before that, there's the, the six-eyed space Neanderthals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was I, weird. Yeah, that's... That, <laughs> <laughs> Again, when they explain it, it's not really explained that they're like no. there's like a semi sentient right. species, and they don't come up later when they go. To well, the Bo is just like, like yeah, they live instead of those guys. We yeah. do another apex predator, right? But but no, Bo when Bo comes to rescue him is like, yeah, they used to live in the barrens outside the cities, and it's like, so, Wait. but like they using they're using tools, like they right. had clubs, like so they're. Savages. Indigenous culture. Yes, it's giving colonizer indigenous <laughs> yeah. vibes. Like, but it's, hey, we already colonized them, and just because they, we laugh doesn't mean they can take the city back. That's not fair. Yeah, that's mm, very, very mm, interesting. That was a weird choice. Uh, <laughs> they just had weird. more monsters because they do have more monsters because it's the Neanderthals, and then there's like weird cave wolf things. That yeah. was growl from sewer pipes. <laughs> that was silly. Uh, <laughs> I'm surprised. Yeah, I mean, why not do like I don't know another fucked up robot <laughs> and then see and have Mando go. This is why I hate robots. And we would have been like, yay, <laughs> whatever. It, it was very strange. <laughs> it, it was. Yeah. I mean, I guess they did have to make it seem like it's a challenging place to be. Otherwise, everyone yeah. would be like, Bokaton, what is your deal? What are your deal? Uh, like, but yes, those guys, James I didn't point, find those guys. <laughs> um, Din gets captured by some weird robot spider thing that we find out is piloted by an even smaller 
robot or it's like a very small alien inside a cybernetic it has a body brain. yeah it's yeah. it's like a um it's a it's a single eye and a corner of a brain it seems like it yeah it's kind of like a general grievous type situation yeah 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 the mandalores were like slave we're gonna kill you and throw you in this robot we're doing that you have no choice and like oh man i'm gonna be so pissed in 30 years when someone comes back how old is Bo? is Bo 60 yeah Bo Bo is uh, she looks great. Yep. Yeah, let's, let's put it that way. Bo looks great. Don't think I'm about it too much. I'm 75. I know what I'm doing. I like, mean, I, yeah. It's a... Bo looks great. Um, But we actually... It's pretty rare that someone beats Mando in a fight, especially like a one-on-one fight, but he gets uh-huh. absolutely laid out by this dude. Yeah. Um, to the, he's big. Just straight up like snatched up. Yeah. And, and then he's... Again, this this episode, again, the, everything is 15 minutes from each other. Well, this one makes sense because it is in the same system. Yeah. Still, but it still, takes you're not you're not wrong. <laughs> enough time for so Grogu flees in his little mm-hmm. floaty. I thought about this so much where I was like, man, I wish that thing was real. I would love a little floaty egg cube for babies instead of like strollers and shit. Yes. The strollers are yes. so bulky. I would love floaty egg cube. Um, Grogu, our smart smart boy gets in side note uh some of the filler stuff one thing i noticed and that i like and it's kind of like the evolution of their relationship is um you know like season one season two din is just kind of like keeping grogu alive and it's just i need to get you to this place i'm just keeping you alive i'm starting to develop feelings for you but did you catch like all the little lines where he's like actively teaching him things like teaching him about flying teaching him about like spatial Mm -hmm. like intergalactic Mm -hmm. geography Mm -hmm. and stuff like that and um so he's like, really, is like, okay, this is going to be a permanent thing. So I'm gonna, I'm now, now I'm gonna actually start talking to you and teaching you things, which I, I was like, oh, yeah. Um, it's also, yeah, I think, it's only recently that he might have realized that he has knowledge and experience and things that are like worthy of passing on to other people. Like it's a reflection of him loving Grogu and also I think- <laughs> him, um, like wanting. T- to pass on his own skills. Yeah. It took three seasons for Din to realize he's the protagonist of his own show. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and, and one can assume that he, after two years or whatever, being away from Grogu, he's now like, okay, actually, I do want this. And if I do do this, then I need to take it seriously, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. But um, Grogu gets back to Bo's castle Our and she, you know, of course, thinks it's Din. Yeah. And she's like, I'm going to tell him off for the final time. Da, 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 da. It's like, oh, no. Um, so she gets him in. Immediately. When yeah. Grogu, like, pops out and is like, my daddy's hurt. <laughs> so yes. She's like, okay. <laughs> Boom. I guess I'll be in this season. <laughs> gets in her cool ship. I like her ship a lot. Like, it's her ship's rad. Cool. With the rotating wing. Love a rotating wing. I'm a sucker. Love for it. Mm-hmm. Um you know, using the R5 navigation, they find out where it was specifically. They, she goes, goes down. Again, this is the thing. Everything has to be 15 minutes because in the time Grogu got to the ship, l- flew to another planet and back, this other little robot thing, to, all they've done is managed to like just barely start putting in like IVs, I guess, to drain den of all his bodily fluids or something yeah, or like that was kind of like everything else is, is whatever it's star wars but i'm yeah. like what is this guy doing to, it was to it was very like game of thrones in above the wall where it's like what in a few hours someone ran below the wall got 
like Daenerys and brought dragons back. <laughs> yeah. Like went across an entire continent in a few hours. <laughs> Don't get me started. It's like, unless like the little robot took a nap or something like that before he decided to like start draining Din of his juices. He, but, you know, he hasn't seen a guy for a while. He wants to make a big, nice day of it, you know? Take yeah, he had to do some meal prep and stuff. Yeah, like, oh, exactly. This is going to be like, delicious. Ooh, be so nice. Mm-hmm. I don't but, even uh, know if he sees him as a guy so much as, like, draining the oil before you work. Do you think he thinks Din's a, a droid I and he's draining his oil because of his armor? And stuff? <laughs> no, he doesn't because guess what planet they're on? Mandalore. He, he's like, that's a guy. That's what guys look like on this planet. Could be. Could be. Um, <laughs> These are my uh, my my enslavers. I mean, yeah, he used a Mandalorian helmet. Was, was that helmet that Din found was it intentional bait or just like poor timing? Poor. I don't know. What do you mean? It's when he gets scooped up. He's like pulling an empty old Mandalorian helmet out of like the d- dirt, the sand, or something like that. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. But, it's- one can assume that other Mandalores is, mm-hmm. uh, ran down here during the purge. Yeah. And but, they just got eaten by these robots. But Bo shows up. Uh, Bo fights a uh, robot alien thing in his various forms, his various uh, <laughs> Pokemon evolutions, because he goes from <laughs> medium to small to big again. Mm-hmm. She gets the Darksaber and kicks ass with it. And I thought, again, very interesting how... Um, when Din is fighting the space Neanderthals, it, you, we have that thing again where he's super awkward with it and it looks like it's very heavy in his hands. And then when Bo snatches it up, she's wielding it like it's nothing um, yeah. for the fight. And she mm. defeats alien thing and it's awesome and saves Din. Love Bo-Katan. This is very important. Remember this, gang. You'll remember this. It's so important. Uh-huh. He wakes up. Comes to, she's like, "What's up, you dumb dumb, you big dumb fucking himbo?" <laughs> Your son brought me. <laughs> yeah. Which this the block just like the timing and the writing of this episode. I'm like, I feel like they had to know in the writers' room. Like, yeah, we're gonna do it anyway. It's kind of silly, right? Because he immediately is like, "I'm still gotta go bathe myself." And she's like, "All right, fine, you fucking dummy. I will show you where the waters are." So he, she takes him down, and her, whole th- and her whole thing is like, I'm trying to break the, the mythos of this for you. Um, yeah. Where it's like, look, it's just a fucking mine. It's just a underground lake. That's it. This is place isn't holy. It's just where we get the best car. Right. Yeah, it's like, science. <laughs> yeah. He's doing his whole ritual, reciting his nerdy. <laughs> oath and then he just disappears below the surface that was so fucking funny it was very funny <laughs> and that's, that's kind of thing i'm talking time. about like this episode is all over the fucking place it's went, like 28 minutes long probably and so much shit is happening like do you remember went, when we went to tattooing before for no yeah, reason yes. here we are it's crazy i went i audibly went ah! Because like, yeah, like, like, whoa, 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 whoa. they're gonna have her save him for the second time in one. And he doesn't episode. have his backpack on for some reason, and so he falls so fucking fast. <laughs> yeah, like a lead Shit. weight, he drops. Bo saves him again, but then we have our big, big reveal as she's pulling him up from the depths. <gasps> yeah, she sees her. a mythosaur. Yeah, ah. they're real. I feel like it, is this always just trying to make us be like. Bo-Katan rocks. Yes. Like, let us I show mean, you yeah. Din Djarin for two and a half seasons, and then let's show you this other person that rocks. And now you're like, they do rock. Yeah. I mean, 
I feel like a lot of this too is like Dave is has been like I made these characters years ago and they were pretty cool and a lot of people think they're really cool but too many people don't realize how cool they are. I'm gonna fucking drive it so hard yeah. home how cool these <laughs> Bo-Katan and and Ahsoka and the, these characters I created are. Yeah, Bo-Katan, Watch me. when she was introduced, it was like her her identity was a surprise based on the fact that she was the sister of another character, and she became cool instantly and remained roughly the same level of cool the entire time. <laughs> and now she's Katie Sackhoff. Like, come on, come on. Yeah, that's pretty that's good stuff. So yeah, Mythosaur, they're real. Oh my gosh. And that one's what's been hibernating or something down there. Yeah, um Episode three, chapter nineteen, the convert. Which I think we talked about it or simul I really like this episode. I think as it was very mixed online when it first came out. Which is um wild definitely to me. Yeah, I thought this episode was really good. So Jane, yeah, if you like this episode again. Like Andor has very. I know, this, like, I know, I know. Yeah, this um, would have been the worst episode of Man Andor. No, it wouldn't. No, <laughs> so. But uh, uh, yeah, this is this is just what Andor is. Yeah, but the episode opens with um, Bo and Din returning to her castle, only to immediately be attacked by Tie Fighters. That was funny. She drops in off. He gets to his ship. They defeat the initial squadron of Tie Fighters, but. Her castle gets bombed. And oh, she no. at first is like, because again, Bo Rocks is like, I'm going to take on this squadron of 50 <laughs> tie bombers. Right, I'm like, what the fuck is going to happen here? <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, she also seems very surprised. And I'm like, my friend, <laughs> like, this, what did you think was going to happen? You pissed off every warlord and every yes, system like, and you're just chilling. Yeah, like everyone is mad at you. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Bo. And then we cut to uh, Corskin, and surprisingly, there's a speech taking place from our f- our friend Doctor Pershing, who he's back. Yeah, the the nebbish nerdy scientist from season one who wanted to do experiments on our Grogu, <laughs> wanted to pop him like With- a Capri Sun. <laughs> <laughs> I want to. I want to get that good goo in the what's in yeah. the center. And, and he's yeah. basically giving a speech about how. Uh, sorry, he is that, for all of the evil stuff that they did. But how he's he's really just a professional guy who hopes that he can, right. can continue to help. But also is mostly just like I really like doing my research. So yeah, I'm sorry for all this. The Nazi science. <laughs> he was I did, a speechless. But... Yeah, I apologize for these war crimes. But also, but really, when you think about it, eugenics has some points. Yeah, and it's like yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> yeah like mm, no, no, no. Well, and it's also like. I am pretty proud of the New Republic for being like, oh, shit, making clones. <laughs> like, there are some ethical dilemmas that we really should have considered before we <laughs> employed them as our shock troops in right. an endless, you know, yeah. volley after volley of human meat <laughs> that we were throwing at what, our enemies for decades. You, you think it's uh, morally questionable to create sentient life and then give it no, and then force it to kill? Well, and it's it's almost like, worse because they didn't create it; they just found someone who was already making yeah. it, and were like, "Oh, thank God, hot and cold right. running yeah. men! <laughs> like we'll need these for the war to come." And Yoda was like, "Hmm, <laughs> doing this war crime, we are." <laughs> <laughs> Yoda's a fucking idiot. I hate Yoda. <laughs> I hate him. Uh, anyone else have a little bit of twinge of like sadness 
when they saw Dr. Pershing, he was like, oh, I miss, I miss his old boss, Werner. I want Werner oh, to, yeah, to resurrect yeah. and come back. Yeah, he rocked. True. <laughs> I would have liked, I want Werner Herzog to give that same speech that Dr. Pershing yeah. did. Like, yeah. I understand <laughs> what we were doing was arguably wrong, but I still think it has merit. <laughs> you have to crack a few eggs. Uh, <laughs> I, I, and then we kind of get like introduced to... Um, Pershing's boring imperial rehabilitation, mm-hmm. you know, program life. It's yeah, the Operation Paperclip. It's yeah, no, it's so fucking weird. Like it, you. I choose not to turn my brain off because this is a really, really, really like strange way to go about this. Like, I don't know if they're pulling from something else, but they're literally being like, "All right, let, let's take the Nazis." And since the Nazis love their uniforms, let's put them in Nazi uniforms. And these Nazis really like their numbers. So let's get, you know, they're just, that's just what they're used to. Like, what is the New Republic doing? Are they just like rubbing their nose right? in it? They're like, we're going to keep, them keep their fucking... like call, imperial call signs or whatever and give them yeah. little badges that be like, hey, I was a fascist. Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. That's really conducive to rehabilitating in a society, right? Like, yeah, they all have to live Walk together. around with a scarlet letter on them. Like, yeah, yeah, they don't give them good cookies. It's crazy. I'm fine with it. <laughs> <Good> <laughs> they're, they're bad people. His yellow biscuits. <laughs> well, they love didn't have choices. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. Uh,. So yeah, what Tim's alluding to, in case for, you know you're listening to this but haven't watched the episode, which thank you, I guess. And, I and you, I'm but, sorry uh, because we're yeah. not really. Explaining. But basically, they're establishing that um, certain Imperials that it were captured at, during and after the war are being given the chance to like re-earn citizenship or be a value to society and they have special housing tenements in Coruscant and they're given boring ass bureaucratic jobs yeah and are very restricted on what parts of the city they can go in um they can get you know have some drinks together in their little courtyard i swear to god the guy that greeted him i thought for a hot minute was the actor who plays jack harkness in the doctor who universe (laughs) but it's not john barrowman um but, it, but uh, what, we meet, we see a familiar face, though, right? We see one of Gideon's old lackeys. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's interesting because due to the fact that they are using numbers instead of names, um, they aren't really... The entire program is designed to prevent them from acknowledging... Or finding strength in what, you know, their past relationships, the past structures, their past accomplishments. Um, so they recognize each other. They both recognize that they served under Moff Gideon. Um, but it's this very interesting dance of like, oh, I know you. And it's neither good nor bad that we know each other, you know. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but it seems like they're starting to develop a little bit of camaraderie. Right. Um, yeah. They yeah they they kind of hang out. They go on their little friend date where they eat their neon popsicles. That was cool. I love just fun. Yeah. And uh, I like the the one piece of I like that thing like the one piece of the actual planet surface, the mountain mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's sticking up. Uh, and then what we learn is Doctor Pershing is kind of a believer, and that what he was doing, he, he's like kind of a true believer he's like my regardless of who's funding him or what 
he's one of those he, he's kind of an so it seems like an ends justify the means kind of guy where it's yeah my work is so important because i could have saved my mom and you know it's, his mommy it's issues. what you know we're led to believe about Werner von braun without mm-hmm. actually looking to see what Werner von braun was really up to yeah and uh like kane does a really good job of like kind of like tugging and pull you know pushing and pulling and kind mm-hmm. of like hemming and hawing and being like little bit of encouragement pull back not too much not too much she's being a very good uh operative and she's a really good the spy that's for later no i won't it's not her <laughs> but uh yeah good so she is um encouraging um the doctor in his desire to maybe break some rules in order to contribute to the overall uh, greater good for the new Republic and suggest mm-hmm. that she can hook him up with the resources to um, break their rules, but continue his work. Um, right. Cause one must assume there's all sorts of like leaky faucets in this huge bureaucratic machine. Yeah. So it's not even like straight up evil, evil, evil. It's just something everyone does, you know? Yeah. It's like literally like how he gets his box of cookies. It's not that it's just a box of cookies. It's not like, you know, here's your freaking Death Star. Yeah. And- <laughs> but uh, he convinces himself that, you know, that it's for the great, it's for the good of the Republic that he's going to break these Republic mm-hmm. rules. Yeah. And it was at about this point when um, she was like urging him to do all of this. I was like, oh, is she like internal affairs? Like, is she pushing him, you know, to do this? Or, or, but I I didn't call the actual twist, (laughs) um, which was, it's very interesting layered storytelling for like one episode in the middle of the Mando to be able to have your expectations like get pulled away sort of one after the other. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. So once he resolves that, it's actually for the good of the new Republic that he's got to break the new Republic's laws. They go on a little excursion where they do some train hopping, get outside their approved zone where they're supposed to stay in, uh, which again, I, again, I just love in star Wars, the like, um, fluctuation of technology they have and don't have where they have technology <laughs> that's centuries beyond what we have today, but then they're <laughs> sorely lacking in things where it's like, We've got house arrest bracelets now that can like anklets now that can tell people, but like, um, but uh, like <laughs> it's like we we can travel around the universe in fifteen minutes, but we haven't figured out the internet or right <laughs> or anklets. But uh, they, I mean, it's a go, much better world. There's no internet, yeah. so you just kind of stay in your lane. It's fun. But cool scene cool shot they get to this like scrapyard where they're junking old imperial ships and there's a giant imperial cruiser that's getting sort of dismantled piece by piece and they go on it because there's special lab equipment he can get from that so they and get it it's like explicitly said that mm-hmm. like, and it's even like his job where yeah. they're just destroying it right they're like weirdly categorizing it and then destroying it they're not using anything even though they could use some of the stuff who mm-hmm. cares if it's a chair from the Star Destroyer? It goes in the fucking trash heap. Who cares if we need chairs? Yep. Uh, and then as they're exiting, oh, uh oh, the classic. The cops were waiting for you the whole time and they oh, jump shit. up. And, and your friend was one of them, or was she? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, she's, yeah. Well, it's obvious she set him up. 
turns him over. He goes for mental reconditioning, (laughs) which, again, there's no what they would not leave her in the room alone with him. Right. It's like I get it. She turned him in, but it's like she's still right. So so she has in those intervening five years proven herself to be such a valuable asset to the (laughs) new republic that not only has she made it into this program but she has become buddy buddy with everyone who is running the program to the degree that they trust her to help police the other participants like that's some that's some high level (laughs) spy shit absolutely (laughs) good for her also because so so the the whole Doctor Pershing's it's implied his story comes to an end because he's in the mind flare that they're like no 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 if we use it really really lightly it'll just kind of chill you out um but it doesn't have training wheels they're lever alone and she cranks it up to eleven yeah with and this we're led to believe his eyes that is like yeah. oh this like I think this episode is one of the tightest and cleanest yeah. villain origin stories not even an origin story but like villain establishment stories that yeah. i can yeah. recall like which and you don't know that it's happening for a lot of it which is so clean, right so smooth your hackles do start to go up a little yeah. bit like you said yeah. it's like what's the story here i don't quite trust this because pershing is so obviously trusting right, right? like mm-hmm. uh, uh i don't like this but i'm like what was the point of this story but What's weird is they know she had, they know she, they had, when they find him and his brain's mush, it's going to be obvious it was her, well, I feel like. We broke another one. Anyways, well, no, because the guy's like, no, I left it. It was at two. I said it at two and I left and she was here and then it was and at And then she would say, I didn't touch it. You must have fucked up. Because I actually completely believe this and here is why. They have this program that obviously has like this high level of oversight and they're so proper about everything and there are all of these rules. If somebody dies in that program, nobody's going to make a stink about it. Like it's, oh, it's, it's kind of like it's the bureaucracy. Nobody dies at Disney World. It is absolutely rule where it's nobody like nobody dies at Disney World. Like yeah. I, so, um, because I've I feel like it's the it's the opposite. It's like hey, a lot of people die in this program, but hey, let's go. Who cares, right? Yeah. <laughs> when so well, the point being, it's like oh no no, he didn't die on the machine. He died later that night in transit to the hospital or something like that. So, okay. Like it's yeah, easier for yeah. everyone that way. Yeah. I, I've a lot of people's brain turns into mush. It happens every day. I, but like my question is what, what is the point of the story other than setting up how cool Kane is? I think it's setting up how cool Kane is. Like, I think I'll it is it. basically taking an episode to say like, this is someone who is going to be a major foil in this series. And this mm-hmm. is, and she's formidable. I liked the like snapshot yeah. of daily life and you have that little bit with like the the rich the the elites the richy the the rich class that are mm-hmm. like imperial new republic doesn't affect mm-hmm. which is that it doesn't yeah. which is definitely it's very on the nose it's not it's not it's not veiled satire in the slightest of people <laughs> like doesn't matter who's in office if you're rich like your life's fine that it doesn't really yeah. affect you and I mean it is one of the one of the thing one of the through lines that was established in the prequels and has stayed through Star Wars is they do every couple of years or media properties or so circle back to like 
for the ruling classes, it's not all that different. Like we saw yeah. it with um, Leia's shitty cousin. You know, we <laughs> we we saw it in um, the Last Jedi. Like they do mm-hmm. try and weigh. You in. see it a, a lot. Do, 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 wait, do you like that, Jane? Do you listen? Like that? Do you like that? <laughs> listen, because <laughs> that's like a third of what Andor's about. I know, and that's why I can't watch an entire show <laughs> of it. You've got to. Oh my gosh! Just Jane for- just keeps saying, "I love these things too much." If I if I ever watch it, then it won't be. No, if if I ever watch it, I'm going to have to become a cyber terrorist because I'll need to strike out at the world. It, it, will, it radicalize will radicalize me yes, to a degree yes. that I cannot. <laughs> Dude, the way oh my god, I was yeah, again. We can't we can't do Dora, but I was surprised. Yes, I was surprised how fucking like Dude. leftist the messaging. Oh my of, god, of, it's of, like, the this... only one that's like <laughs> they're actually the Nazis and they're bad. Oh, it's so Jane, it's so I know, good. It's I so know. Oh, good. I know. Throw a brick through a cop's windshield, bro. It's like explicitly. <laughs> yeah. Holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I want I want to like get the the not even metaphor. No, it's I'll, like it's no, not, no no, it's, it's, it's literally like layer. here's playbook. I, I here's literally what you should do. It's just Yeah. I am but. the brick that is crushed against uh fascists. I want I want a shirt like that. I don't know if there was made it. But, <laughs> um but this <laughs> our so, so the meat of this episode was this little detour, but it's bookended by our main characters. It, we talked about in the beginning, the TIE fighter and them escaping. Um, oh, yeah, those guys. It, after we're left to assume that Dr. Pershing's brain is turned to oatmeal. Yep. But why did she kill him? Uh, because she's really mad at him and she doesn't want his research to fall into the hands of the new Republic. Yeah, I thought it was more of like covering up Gideon's trail and yeah. stuff like that. Because he knows things about Gideon's operations and uh-huh. what he's got going on that... It's one of those, well, if if I can't have you, you're a liability. If right. you're not actively working for me, you're a liability. So, right. Um, right. Okay. I think it, and I guess like by, by the end of the season, the implication is that Gideon had right. enough data well, so he didn't need also him, when it, Gideon, it seems like it would make more sense to me that yeah. she would just steal Pershing because Gideon wasn't done making his babies. But he knew how to make them. But if he was working for the New Republic and Gideon revealed himself – he could have information that the New Republic could use against him. Yeah, and also, I mean, her the look in her eye as she did that. Like, oh, yeah. This is clearly someone who was a believer in what they were doing and has been forced to swallow bile for five years. And <laughs> this, this dumbass, like, just kind of bungled into this program and is more than happy to just serve the New Republic. Like, yeah. I, I do think it is her... Uh, exercising one area of control, like letting loose mm-hmm. a, a fraction of her rage yeah. on this dumb little dude. Yeah, it just but, felt too much like she's going to do a bad thing to do a bad thing. I was like, All right, whatever, I'll take it. <laughs> but that's okay in Star Wars because there are those people. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the episode ends cutting back to the covert where Din and Bo arrive. He's got his little vial of special water to prove <laughs> that he actually did get clean. Gave him uh, real bath water. So let him back. And then they, um, surprisingly or unsurprisingly, uh, say, Bo, um, you're you're in too because you also went in the water technically to get to pull <laughs> dummy out. That was so, <laughs> so stupid. And you haven't taken your helmet off. So, And uh, she goes to talk to the armorer about... And she tells her about, like, to get a new pauldron and 
No, that's that's, that's the, the founder. That, that's the next one. Yeah, it does lead together. But, but um, it is really funny the idea of accidentally walking into a Catholic church and then on a technicality, you're like, "Well, you're Catholic <laughs> yes. now." What really? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, can we? I'm going to say a controversial opinion. I don't like the title, the armorer. I don't like the the double er er. Um, okay. I I would like to propose. You know, you could call her like the armor smith or like the armorer, for, the forge lord. Um, you could just call armor. her the artificer. You could call her cool. <laughs> I don't. I just yeah, like the double armor armor. The armor keeper. I don't know. But I'm just. That's just my personal thing. <laughs> I I walk, I look forward to your the, hateful the faction social media posts. NPC rip. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. But then we skip to we hit to chapter four, chapter or episode four, chapter twenty, the foundling. Yeah. Hey, four twenty, nice. Um, and like all good four twenties, it starts with a child being abducted by a huge pterodactyl <laughs> well, and flown yeah, apparently go. halfway let's across go. the planet. The younglings and foundlings are training, and and that's this is where Din encourages Grogu to to do his little like duel with. Yeah. Oh my little, god! It was does so his, cute. his little dart paint dart duel which again i love i wish you both were more on tiktok because they're my favorite was someone interposed um pedro pascal's snl i don't know if you see if, if this made your uh he did an snl skit not too long ago where he was playing like the mom uh, and a mom who refused who is a whole line like my son it's him in drag saying, my son does not have ADD. He just likes to jump. And so they took that and superimposed it on Grogu. And it's so perfect that it was Pedro Pascal and Grogu jumping around. But it's very funny. I'll send it to both of you. Yes, please. Uh, yeah, please. Give me, give me. <laughs> I didn't like yeah. this episode. You didn't, yeah, okay. This was for it's me also, I think, my – except for one scene, of course, because, you know, we love a redemption or we love – um for uh, uh, someone who got a lot of shit from this toxic fandom that didn't deserve it. But um, yeah, it's, it's Paz Vizsla's kid whose name is like Ragnar, I think uh, <laughs> <laughs> who's taken by big space pterodactyl. Uh, Cause yes, if giant gators weren't enough on this planet, they have giant pterodactyls also. God damn. But um, while like oh wait no the, I loved this episode what am I saying I what? forgot oh. the other part I li- I didn't like anything with the Mandalorians <laughs> you like the one part okay yeah. but um they deem you know the pterodactyl's nest is too far to go by jetpack so they're gonna put together a hunting party and go while they do that the armor takes Grogu armor. to go forge him a little a little breastplate thing a little little circle breastplate. <laughs> And a little the coffee forge, can lid. <laughs> because, yeah. <laughs> because this is a Dave Filoni joint, we had to get our Order 66 flashback. Um, but this is, in my opinion, the best of the Order 66 Yeah, they, they've been setting this shows. one up for a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and the question is, because again, like, let us remind ourselves, like, we don't know what the fuck Grogu is. Like, we found out that he was a found, he not a foundling, uh, he was a youngling, uh, uh, he a youngling at the time. Like, so he wasn't just grown in a vat after they found Yoda's mm-hmm. dead body or something like that. Oh, I guess Yoda's alive right now, right? No, he's dead now. I always get confused. <laughs> Anyways, um, they found Yoda's dead body and they like cloned him or whatever. Well, but so we learned that he was a, a youngling, and now everyone's like, well, who saved him? And it was always a big deal. And the the cool sickos. We're like, oh, the girl that tries to bomb the Jedi Temple is the one that saved him because she rules. Uh, but uh, weirdly, mm. I think they chose a better yeah. uh, uh, twist on it. I forgot there was that theory 
about that one character. Uh, what was her name? Jane, the character from Jane. Home you know Lord. the character, she, Ahsoka's friend that wanted to, that bombed the Jedi Council. Oh my god! Right. Oh my god! How well Jane's looking, but Barris, we, we go. Barris Offy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it, it was her friend Barris Offy. I am ashamed. But <laughs> um, we go back and he's still he, so he's had his um his floaty egg basket since. His youngling days at the temple, because he was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, 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 that feels a little... Well, whatever. It, it's very silly, but it's, uh, it's great. Uh, and, well, I don't know, maybe that was his first thing. Like, we're going to teach you how to f- use the force to f- make this thing fly yeah. and fly yourself around in it. Uh, yo, is he... Well, yo, <laughs> he's that force lifting that whole time. Yo! <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, he's getting kind of, he's got a couple Jedis and he gets on an elevator and they get killed by troopers. And waiting for him at the top of the elevator is Kelleran Beck. Awesome. Which, you know, it's just like, okay, that's a, that's a sick Jedi, whatever. Yeah. But who's, of course, played by On My Best, who was Jar Jar Binks and yeah. uh, suffered the wrath of this toxic fucking fandom for many years yeah uh just for doing the job he was hired to do yeah Yeah, he Uh, was told to do a racism and be jar jar and he's like yeah i'm trying to get paid as though he came up with any of the affectations right exactly (laughs) and he has an awesome sequence where he is uh jediing the shit out of some clone troopers you know bouncing Laser bolts back at him with expert positions, force pushing one off the ledge. I love. I would. I would force push all the time. Like people, I, I would just like. So why bother doing anything else? I would just be like. Legally, I, I would just. Them. Yeah, um, just push you off the edge, and then they have a awesome speeder bike race through the th- street air streets. Of course, <laughs> the skyways. <laughs> the sky. The skyways. Yeah, uh, and he's just some. Awesome flying. I love that, like, early into the race, he's like, they hit the engine, but he still flies for another 20 minutes. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just... so aerodynamic. It's a lot of coast. But we get another clue, maybe where Grogu was hanging for a while because the people that he meets up with to get him off world are Naboo soldiers. Yeah. Which I, you know what? Naboo's a real one because they don't even ask questions because they're part of the the government. Or apparently, you know, but like yeah. they don't even question. They're just like, oh, the the clone troopers are are the baddies now. All right, bet we got it. Yeah, like, let's we go. We knew this was coming. <laughs> like, you know, we're we're like, hey, quit doing weird shit. <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, uh, so yeah, I think it's also implied that like you could almost argue that it was Jar Jar's people who like are organizing. That's uh, it's true. Not explicit at all. But yeah. I, there's like I've again one of the many things online. Like the implication is like there's like a spaceship in the background of the spaceship you see. It's like okay, this actually might be uh, j- literally the, Jar Jar's right. people saving the him Gungan with City. Jar wouldn't Jar's. be a terrible place to hide someone. That's very. Oh, God. God. That's <laughs> why he loves eating frogs so much. <laughs> oh my God, dude! I don't like that you put that in. That would seem so fucking cool if he hangs out with Boss Nass for like eighteen minutes next season. Okay, I'm back. Boss in. Nass would love Grogu. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, that's awesome. Uh, but yeah, you know, man, uh, this was an episode that I. Uh, this section of the episode is absolutely something that. I took time out of my day to explain the entire thing to Jennifer because it's 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 like a beautiful thing. Yeah. I love they did this. It is uh, uh, such a 
thing they didn't have to do, right? Like, mm-hmm. I don't know how much this actor has worked since um, Jar Jar, right? Because, one, he a lot of those people in the prequels kind of went through it. Um, and two, it's like, you know, there might have been a more, quote-unquote, um, lore fun or, like, uh, uh, Easter eggy character to, to save Grogu. But instead, they're like, no, we're going to redeem this guy who took so much shit in our world, right? Like the impact, there's no real impact for, you know, the world. We don't really know who this guy is, but for us, you know, it is a big deal. And they didn't technically like even bring that much attention to it. Right. And so that's another part of it where they're not like, what's what I'm looking for. It's not overly cloying and being like, huh? Huh? Mm -hmm. And they didn't have fucking Jar Jar run through there and like tip over, like a vase and kill all the stormtroopers or something like that. Although that would have whipped. Uh, so yeah, I, I thought this was so cool. I thought this, this section was better than, ha- well, it actually was, it was filmed poorly and the fight scene sucked, but I think everything about it was just like, who cares? Who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck? Yeah. But um, um, I'm, I'm really glad they did that. I thought that was really great. I'm so happy for them. Um, and I hope this leads to more work. I mean, you could argue the main, the quote unquote main plot of it was like furthering Bo's relationship with the weirdos to try and. Well, yeah, that part, that's which yeah, explicitly like comes to what the episode the next one. is, right? Yeah. Is like Bo not only is she, she, she gets a new group that is her friends, but I'm also like, <laughs> I love I don't give the a main fuck plot of the kid. episode is a space pterodactyl steals a child. <laughs> right, yeah, exactly, it is. Right? It literally is because all there else is <laughs> yeah. in this episode is the hunting party finds the nest. There's babies. There's pterodactyl yeah. babies. The kids, of course, not eaten because again, time like stuff. Bad guys take forever to do their thing. Um, the mama comes home. They fight, and kill the mama, and save. And Bo is like more respected and accepted. I do like <laughs> these fucking weirdos. The campfire, like what? How, and she's like, "How do we eat?" Oh my god, that was so good. <laughs> like, oh, we all just go like <laughs> fucking weirdos. I'll just. <laughs> go off to find different rocks to hide behind to eat. But it was also, like, weirdly meaningful that, like, and because you're the leader of us, even though, like, we think you're an apostate, um, we still like respect you enough to let you have this position of power and and be the one who gets to sit in a chair instead of, like, on rocks. Yeah. Yeah, you don't have to leave. You can just sit right here. That was it was so funny. <laughs> and then it, it ends with the armor and Bo having a chat. And this is when Bo tells her she saw the mythosaur and she makes her a new because in the fight with the mama pterodactyl, one of her pauldrons gets lost. And the armor is gonna make her a new one, and she wants to wear two two crests, her family crest and also now the mythosaur as well. Yeah. Because she saw it. Yeah, and the armorer is really like, wanted. yeah, that's sick as hell. Not only is it is yeah. it not, like, blasphemous, it is cool. <laughs> right, exactly. It was such an interesting response for her because we're, we're so expected that the armorer just says some weird cryptic shit and never says yes to anything. And she's like, she was like, hell yeah, that whips ass. I hope you're right. <laughs> well, uh, we're going to take a break for now. We'll be back to you soon. Um, uh, thank you so much for listening to a little bit of Bounty Buddy. Um, uh, yeah, uh, until next time, I, I guess you want to do any plugs or, I mean, whatever people, the only people that are listening to this are the people that are listening to this. So, you know, I don't think plugs are necessary. Yeah. yeah. 
That's Fair good. enough. Yeah. All right. See you guys next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.